You're listening to the City Lights Equipping Podcast, where we are helping you identify your next step in exalting Jesus and extending the kingdom of heaven right where you are. If this podcast encourages or challenges you, please leave us feedback on our iTunes channel and share on your social media to help more people discover the very same things that are stirring you in your walk with the Lord. Hey, happy Wednesday, podcast listener. My name is Oliver Wong, and this is... I'm Chris Armfield. We're just getting started down here. This is probably, I guess, our eighth or ninth podcast, and we're just moving along. We've got tens of people listening. Oliver, I'm pretty sure this is 17, by the way. This cannot be 17. I think it's 17. Time flies when you're having fun. I think it's 17. The five foundational ones, the Christmas ones, I don't know if I count those as Oh, if you don't count those, then yeah, but we're we're in the teens. Yeah, we have tens of listeners, too. I just want to make that comment. We have hundreds. Yeah, hundreds of listeners. Because our parents listen, and... Yeah, And we listen several times to one. If this is your first one, Equipping Podcasts are here to um, help you take your next step uh, towards Jesus together. And uh, speaking of which, probably a good idea to maybe have somebody else, if you've been listening, listen with you and uh, ask questions and discuss and just identify clear uh, next steps towards Jesus. Um, It's just so good to do growth in community. I think that's the only way to do it, to be honest. So we're going to be talking a little bit about discipleship as we brought it up last week, disciples. What is a disciple? And today we'll talk about how to make disciples, but first and foremost, uh, let's talk about basketball. Yeah, if you guys don't know, Oliver loves basketball, and I don't know if he's been uh, a Warriors fan for many years pre-Steph Curry or three years ago. He's one of those that, you know, when someone says, oh, you're a bandwagon, you're like, no, man, I've been a, I've been a fan for three years, you know, one of the things, but yeah. I respect your <laughs> fandom, uh, but Oliver, as I look over your head right here, actually, you there have the classic Michael Jordan that says wings above it. I'd where have he's it all no serious. other way. Yeah, and so we're your Jordan. fan, but if we're going to talk basketball, I would like to talk about how the Warriors beat the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder quite handily, really, and it was heated and it was great, and but they got blown out the next night. I would call that yeah. the art of losing. It's like somehow. in a horse when you make the three-point shot, but you can't sink the layup and you mm-hmm. lose on the, the layup. It's just, it's, it to stinks. Me, here's what I would say. For me as a person who appreciates fandom, appreciates sport, I would say that the Warriors put everything into that game like a playoff game and left nothing in the tank, nor did the Thunder. The Thunder got blown out the next night, too. So Curry shot four for for 15 or something ridiculous. Four for 20, I think like four for 21. But who's counting? But I would say this, if you go so hard and so all in for something, which is honorable, that you have nothing left over the next night, you may have lost perspective of what matters in the long run. which one would you rather win if you had to think? I want to win both. Well, I'll have a close game. That's like Michael Scott. I want you to hate how much you love me. Close game. (laughs) I... I, I tend to think I am like Michael Scott because I watch the show so much. I did manage like him. I had to really undo it for a while. But That's funny. There's a way to win. There's no, a I'm way saying, to lose. If you were to beat the big team and then lose to the stinky one versus... I want to win them all. You, you have to, I would rather beat... the. I, let me go on record. I'd rather beat the Thunder than the Nuggets. Okay, that's fair. Because what I, I feel say, like if I know myself answer, well, well, I gave up. I don't care. Listen, I know myself well. I would have went all in on the game that mattered. Yep. I would have, and I would have said, who cares about the next game? Right. That's, that's, my, that's the truth, because I'm a present tense guy. I want to give everything I can in this moment, which is why, podcast listener, we're turning the corner, and yep. we're going to give it all to you right now. Let's enjoy this podcast. Oliver, bring us in. What's, I know you've told us our topic, but let's go ahead and define it and jump in. Well, discipleship, discipleship topic is even a broader and even, I think, more nuanced and gray, if you will, a topic than disciples. I think a disciple is a more discernible, whereas discipleship um, is is a little bit more more vague. Disciple is clearly somebody that's taking steps with Jesus. That's what we said last 
uh, podcast, but how you get people to do that or how you walk around and uh, walk with people rather and encourage them to take their next step, that could, there's a variation of ways. It's Mm -hmm. a variation of ways to communicate and variation of, of, of ways to spend time. And, and it's almost like asking, how do you parent somebody or how do you lead somebody? Right. There are some certain pillars that we'll talk about today, yeah. um, certain discernible value posts, but for the most part, um, it's almost a work of art more than it is a mechanical device. What I love about what you just shared is that you, de- you brought it into a context of parenting. Our child is always our child. Mm-hmm. You're always the parent. And whatever relationship you're in, you don't have to be married or have children to understand the illustration or for it to mean a lot. But you parent in all contexts. You parent at Disney World. You parent in the car line. You parent on vacation. You parent at bedtime. You parent at dinner. The relationship of disciple and disciplee or mentor and mento, that's always there. But it happens as you go. So if you walked in a huge crowd and you saw people paired up twos and threes, the relationships they have are defined. But as they go, they don't know what's coming in front of them, but they mm-hmm. will learn. They have opportunities, like really, really great moments to learn. Same thing with Jesus. I just, as a, as a truth definer, and we start to lay out, some tr- lay out some truth here, Jesus had his disciples. That was a defined relationship. But as they went, I mean, they did all sorts of things. And they would say, Jesus, why are we going over here? And what's going over there? And then they'd say, hey, why did you do that when we went over there? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think we're going to talk a lot about kind of a show and tell mentality. Mm-hmm. If you're in a show and tell relationship, you the relationship had to be defined somewhere so right. that someone knew you were showing and they had an opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. I just think that uh, the way that we can approach this topic best, uh, because it's so broad and so wide, we'll talk about some value posts, but we'll start off even thinking about what it's not. What is discipleship not mm. in order to find really the area and circumference of, of the places that we can walk around and swim around in? Um, so that brings us right to our, our first point today, which is the myths, the common myths yeah. of discipleship. We always have a myth on podcast. Um, what are some myths that um, you thought of, Chris, that are represent non-discipleship yeah. relationships. I, one of the things I've learned from you, Oliver, you've talked about uh, bowling alley and how there's two gutters, one on each side, and we have to watch out as we're doing anything in life that there'll be a gutter on each side. And oftentimes, I know for my personality, I'm more aware of one gutter than the other, uh, just because I think I'll have a tendency, kind of like a car, if the alignment's out, it'll pull to the left. I, can t- I tend to pull one side, um, but then I can exaggerate and forget there's a gutter on the other side. So I would just say, as we're exposing the myth about discipleship, I would say that um, discipleship happens on accident is a mm-hmm. myth. And then I would say discipleship happens only in planned specificity is a myth. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would, at least for me, I would call those the extreme. So let me explain. Discipleship happens on accident. That's like saying um, as long as I'm with somebody or we're around one another, they are, we're, I'm discipling them or we're in a discipleship relationship. Just in, as long as I'm in proximity, fruit's going to be happening. Those things are going to take place. And I just don't think that's that's true. That's more an accidental approach. Uh, another thing within accidental discipleship is, well, people will do what we do, and, and it doesn't matter what I say. And mm-hmm. that's just like, as long as I show, I don't ever have to tell. I, I think that's a myth. That's just not possible. Um, and I think mm-hmm. I'd like to say this for both accidental and planned. Um, don't assume that you're making a disciple. And mm-hmm. I think for both of them, the question's the same is we need to clarify. If, if, if you're doing more of an accidental approach, you're like, shoot, I've, been, I've totally been discipling people with the accidental approach. Mm-hmm. Well, here's how you get back on page. You go, hey, have you noticed, um, have you felt like uh, our times together have been intentional, they've been meaningful, they've been productive? Somebody might go, well, when we get some, some have been, but some haven't been. Like, you know what? I feel like we've been approaching our relationship and discipleship almost as an accident, like it might happen by accident. I, I'd love to clarify, I, I want to make a change there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved your uh, analogy earlier about 
going on a, on a walk with somebody, or I think you just mentioned Disneyland, or going on a trip with somebody yep. and walking alongside with your kids, um, and just some of the nuances and some of the uh, serendipitous moments that can come up. Really, when we're talking about discipleship, it is more like kids than being in a classroom of learning facts or right. learning ideas, because it is so three-dimensional. Being a disciple, following Jesus, being like him, extending his kingdom wh- right where you are, is a very life-on-life and mm-hmm. a very almost custom-fitted endeavor to walk with. And, and and even beyond that, we talked about this before, but making sure that the motive behind that, mm-hmm. the heart mm-hmm. motive, not only the action steps, but the heart behind it. Are you living to get love? Or are you living because you're loved? Are you living because you have to follow Jesus or because you consider it a joy and you get to, to follow Jesus? Is it a military mm-hmm. or is it a marriage with him? That's some of the things that, you know, some of the nuances and the depth and brevity of what we're talking about when we say discipleship. So I completely agree. Mm-hmm. I just think... Um, to think to think that we could disciple somebody only from planned curriculum or learned facts or tweet or tweets or pithy statements, those are not enough. But at the same time, I would also say I've spent large volumes amount of time with people mm-hmm. and without having those intentional conversations that have preaching that come along with presence or let's mm-hmm. let, what we'll talk about it today is telling that goes along with the showing. Right. If you don't have the tell to go with the show, then I've definitely spent volumes of, yeah. of time with people where there isn't a transaction right. of discipleship and people are not following me as much as I think that they are. Right. So showing and telling the two different wings there to balance yeah. out those gutters. I, I think that's great. You already started to define that second one. I don't need to spend much time on it, but this that discipleship can be planned. We might think as long as I show up to be with the guy who's discipling me or girl who's discipling me on Tuesday nights right. and I see him on Sundays... Uh, and those times are effective, we're making disciples. Now, I'm not saying that you couldn't. I mean, listen, time's limited, and it, it could be, but the onus is on what you just started bringing up. What are you doing when you're in that lane? Great. Uh, is yeah. the heart getting exposed? So, you know, when t- like you and I don't get to spend as much time as we'd like to with one another, and so we have to be really specific about mm-hmm. it, and, and we have to be intentional, and that's okay. So, podcast listener, mm-hmm. maybe you found yourself on that accidental side as you're making disciples. And remember, today, we're really trying to talk to the people who are making disciples. Uh, so, if this is totally new to you or you're deep in the woods of it, just see this as equipping and let it threaten, you know, pre- previous thoughts and conviction, but just let it fall afresh on you is what we like. If you've been on the accidental side, clarify with some questions with the person you're discipling. What has it felt like to you? What's the gap? And then if it's if you've really been relying on, let's say, curriculum or a book, and you'll know that because as soon as you're getting close to that curriculum, only thing you're talking about is what's the next thing we're going to do. It's probably way too far on the side of programmatic, planned and uh, again, like I kind of described discipleship earlier in the podcast, it's more like life on life as we go. Mm-hmm. That's the most effective. That's what I see in Jesus. That's what I see really mm-hmm. in, in all relationships. It's just, that's how, how we learn to follow Christ in those settings. I think of my relationship with my brother. He's 22. He's my, actually my half brother. So I didn't grow up with him. He grew up in Hong Kong while I was in New York. And just some of the new developments and seasons the Lord has put me in him in at the same time, we talk about all sorts of things like life and, and marriage and, well, he's engaged right now in relationships as well as um, job and father fathering and parenting and all sorts of things. It's just interesting how much time we spend together, uh, that there is a show aspect to mm-hmm. it. But uh, it, it was interesting. He called me maybe a year ago and asked me, would I do a Bible study with him? We started to go what? through the book of John. Absolutely. No way. Yeah. So it's just interesting is that people are actually more available mm-hmm. for the kind of tell side of things or the discussion or the preaching, however one you call it. Um, 
than you might think. And if we don't define the relationship and open up that side, the tell side of the relationship, mm-hmm. I don't think we take steps as well as we could. So just there's to back... There's just, something really important. Yeah. I know we just argued a little right there. No, you're Everyone good. here. No. No, you're this, good. Is, this is super important. When you earlier, when you're introducing the podcast, and podcast listener, this is, this is huge to me. Mm-hmm. To me as a pastor for uh, vocationally for 20 years now, this is something I'm learning, and it is so important. You just talked about a relationship you had mm-hmm. with a non-believing person that that he felt the safety and understanding that when he wanted to know about Scripture, he knew he could talk to you about that, right. and that you would do it together. My And what I would argue is, <clears throat> I'd look at you, Oliver, and I'd say, Oliver, how long have you been discipling him? And you might go, well, wait a minute, he's not a Christian, I'm not right. discipling him. Like, okay, but you, for him to desire Scripture and to desire to do that with you, we would def- we would identify that as a as a step, mm-hmm. and you listen. The equipping podcast is about helping people identify a next step with Jesus and disciple. What a disciple is, we defined last week, and we'll do it right now again. It's somebody following Jesus. It's moving with Jesus. Your brother, now he might not be. We would call like on the other side of the cross as saved. Mm-hmm. You are discipling him, and I think it's. I think it's problematic if you don't see yourself as discipling him. You might go into the relationship accidental. Or you might not go into the or or super plan like you have to come to church with me as a next step. No, John coming to church with you on a mm-hmm. Sunday is not the next step in your discipleship. It's you guys hanging out and going through the Book of John together. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Uh, Dominic. Sorry, Dominic. Yeah. Sorry, and yeah, I, John, I meant John. Yeah. Book of John. But you understand, know mm-hmm. Oliver? Do you yeah. you see why I'm getting a I hear little you fired up that on steps that? Steps can it's, happen before the cross or after the cross, before I, faith yes. or after it. And yeah. it, listen, you don't necessarily have to say, "Hey, I want to disciple you" to somebody who has no idea about biblical language or Christianity. Mm-hmm. But the way in which I give myself away to somebody who's, let's call it, outside the kingdom or outside the faith, may look very similar yep. to what I do with somebody else. And in both cases, we are helping people take steps into the kingdom or with the kingdom after the cross. Does that make sense, Oliver? I mean, uh, I want to make sure that's clear to the podcast listener because this is off the page. Yeah, super clear to me. Okay. I just think that you're helping us expand our horizon for what we could view as discipleship. If we see it just as a classroom, as a discussion, as a small group, and we don't see it as 365 days a year opportunity to um, do life on life and do show and tell with people, I think we might miss different windows and opportunities and yeah, grace, I think, I think grace points. I think we're missing the point of being the church in that regard. Mm-hmm. And if the church is just discipling those who are already saved in the church then the, the movement won't spread. And I guess if I could, I want to just lean across the dashboard or into your earbuds, wherever you're at listening, and just say, um, hey, who are you discipling? Mm-hmm. And maybe there's already a defined relationship, somebody in your city group, it's a, a younger sibling, it's a roommate. Um, I don't know who it is for you, but who are you discipling? And I would just go ahead and, and give you this challenge. Who are you discipling that's in the faith? And who are you discipling that's outside of the faith right, right. now? Yeah. And uh, Because we need to be lights in the world. And so, hey, if you can't answer that question, I've met more people who can't answer the question than can. Mm-hmm. But we're a growing culture where we're wanting that to be more and more normal that we're making disciples. So maybe maybe you can identify somebody and say, ah, I don't think I've ever DTR'd with them or something. Well, you know, I think the rest of the podcast is going to help us look what it looks like taking the next steps. Mm-hmm. Oliver, before we move forward... What, could you just give us the truth of trust? Could you define? Yeah, I don't we, know that we've really defined discipleship yet today. Could you do that for us? Well, we've defined a disciple as somebody that follows Jesus um, with others. Uh, so that means that we're taking steps. We're growing. We're not being still. We're being stirred. We're not stagnant. So we're taking steps towards Jesus. That's what a disciple is. And so discipleship is the process of showing and telling um, alongside uh, with the person that you're walking with. That's what discipleship is. So disciple is somebody that's taking steps and discipleship looks like showing and telling because discipleship is a, is a head to heart process because it's living from love, not to get love because it's deep. Um, 
uh, in our in the why in the motive category, so that we get to follow mm-hmm. Jesus. Not we have to. There has to be a full circumference, a three hundred sixty-five degree leadership that takes place that mm-hmm. isn't in the classroom, that isn't just curriculum, that isn't just walking through a Bible study, but is life on life um, learning. Um, and so we're just defining discipleship today, just for the purposes of our of our podcast. As discipleship is showing and telling, it's following Jesus together. Yeah. So the scripture verse that we have for this is uh, John thirteen thirty four through thirty five. A new commandment I give you that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. And it says, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Mother Teresa says it really great is that, you know, you should preach the gospel at all times at sometimes use words. I believe that John 13, you know, and most, in all of the Bible, Jesus' life as an example shows that his sermon never stopped. Yeah. He, he slept at times, he rested at times, he, uh, he walked, he talked, he, he did a lot of um, private time. And all of that time, that showing of how to live, the way, I am the way, he said repeatedly, all of that time was showing and it was preaching even when he wasn't preaching. And so maybe that's even a consideration is that if your life was a sermon, what would it preach? Mm. Um, and if you're living um, around people, maybe the first step of discipleship is, is my life worthy of the calling that's been given to me? And that's a Paul you know, statement there of a, of a um, calibrator question is, is my life preaching the same messages my mouth is preaching, so yeah. to speak? Yeah. Well, I, that passage breaks up, um, really compartmentalizes in a, in a healthy way, categorizes the show and tell well. So as you just read it, uh, I give you this commandment. He's telling. Mm-hmm. Love one another. And just as I've loved you is not only tell, but he's pointing back to his show. And then you're also to love one another the way you've seen me do it. And then verse 35 other people will know that you're with me if you show them that kind of love. Mm. So Jesus, he gives us the handles, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're defining discipleship is following Jesus together. And Jesus says, if we are together, as I go to be with my Father and give you my spirit, people will know we're still together by the way you demonstrate love in the showing. And then when you're uh, in the command is not only to love one another, but to show them love. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the show in the tell, right? Yeah. Absolutely. It's right there in the passage. Show and tell, um, spending life on life, people seeing how you, I've heard people budget with others before. Mm-hmm. I've heard people manage marital conflict with others mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm. I've heard people um, learn how to discipline children. All these topics are, are an ex- you know, there's no exhaustive list for all the ways that we can show love um, and receive love and learn about love from one another as well as talk about it and discuss. Yeah. Let's do a couple of next steps um, for for uh, discipleship. If you are in a relationship that you feel has a show and tell dynamic to it, um, maybe one of the first steps that we wanted to share today is the idea of defining what that relationship looks like. Um, I have certainly found that um, getting into relationships with with my brother or other discipling relationships without definition can be detrimental um, mm-hmm. in the long run, because mm-hmm. if you don't know where you're headed, you don't necessarily, you probably won't end up there. And so um, sitting down and having the conversation of what are some of the things that you would like to take next steps in? What are the areas of growth that you would see? Um, how long would you want to meet? Or what are some of the things that you would see helpful in this process? I think that when you sit down and define the relationship, it sets lanes, it sets parameters, and it just really helps for good um, communication. I found a lot of times, even as we got on this podcast, is that when you sit down to do, quote, a discipleship relationship, oftentimes they're thinking discipleship and disciple 
is different from what you think. <laughs> right. And if you don't sit down and yeah, have yeah. this podcast conversation, Absolutely. they might be thinking I'm in discipleship, <laughs> but what they really want to yeah. do is I just want somebody to support me. I just want somebody to listen to me. Yeah. I just want somebody to value yeah. me. And we want to do all those things, but we believe discipleship is a bigger picture than even those three statements I just made. Yep. Discipleship is growth. Discipleship is movement. And so if you have a person you're sitting with, it doesn't matter if you're Billy Graham or if you are, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Francis Chair, these na- names of people. Mm-hmm. If you're an expert in these things, the level of hunger and the level of teachability that the person is sitting down with you tells me everything that you need to know about how much growth and how much fruit you're going to see out of the relationship. So sitting down to define the relationship and setting those boundaries is just uh, super, super important, I've mm. found, in next well, steps. I think that's so in, that's so important. I mean, oftentimes, you know, in Christian culture everywhere, we just call it, hey, what's the DTR? Did you do the DTR yet? I think that that needs to become healthy framework that's not cheesy. We go, hey, did you guys define your relationship? Who, who's who and what are you guys doing and what's the goal? Because if you don't, I think you fall on the accidental side of discipleship. Right. And I don't think that you're going to be able to take my next step, which number two for next steps mm-hmm. is... The goal actually is, I mean, podcast listener, do you know what the goal of discipling somebody is? Do you know what the goal of discipleship is? It's mm-hmm. to help them identify mm-hmm. and take their next step with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then I want to say it like this, without you, because uh, you've shown and because to you've it. told, yeah. is that person capable of texting you and saying, here's what I'm going through. Here's the things I'm understanding. Here's what the scriptures say. This is what I'm planning on doing. And they literally out of respect and honor go, what do you think? And you get to go, at a girl, at a boy, spot on. I just learned. Well done. Great use of the scripture. Mm-hmm. But the goal is. Remember, you talked about it. I think last week, didn't you? We right. don't want them to just be drinking milk all the time. Mm-hmm. They want. It, we want them to move on to maturity. And so, you can't. I, I would just say you can't get there unless you define the relationship well. Part of defining that relationship is saying, remember, the goal is that you don't have to meet with me even two years from now to get all these answers about relationships. I'm going to equip you to live out relationships, not just how to do this specifically. But how to seek Jesus, how to walk with Jesus mm-hmm. on your own, mm-hmm. not always with me, but we're going to do it together for a while, mm-hmm. just like Jesus did. We'll be with each other for a while, and then I'm going to send you. Yeah. So we've got define the relationship. We say establish the goal within yep. that. And then last but not least, um, a quote that I read, I think it was by Tozer this last week that says, the disciple is somebody that makes the disciple. Um, the only person that can make a disciple is a disciple, I think is the yep. context that he said. Um which is an incredibly important, significant definition for what a disciple is, but also informs what discipleship is. Uh, When I'm sitting down with somebody, the end goal, regardless of what their personal goals are, where they're at with their walk, the end goal would be to set them up to disciple somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, I I, I would always want to keep that in mind. um, And I would want to make sure to close or or end the season of discipleship um, with a heavy season of consideration of what that would look like to pour into somebody else. And so the mm-hmm. the end season, mm-hmm. the last season of this discipling relationship should actually look like the beginning season of another discipling That's relationship awesome. for somebody else. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, I to me, today's conversation is very stimulating. Some of them serve as great reminders. I always need to be reminded of gutters because I'm just more of a, I'm a visionary who just sees as it should be and I can forget the, the pitfalls. Mm. So just in closing, let me just um, podcast this one just walk through this. We talked about what a disciple is. A disciple is someone who is taking the next step with Jesus. Um, if you're discipling someone, that's part of discipleship. That means discipleship is following Jesus and taking those next steps with Jesus with someone. Mm-hmm. We, we heard about myths uh, that, you know, oh, I don't know when we're getting together and no, we didn't define it, but, um, you know, 
when we get together, it's going to be great. So that's accidental. Oh, we get together, it's this and this, and uh, and so we might you might over exaggerate. You might go to one side, and it's like. I meet on Sundays and I meet on Tuesdays, therefore a disciple's being made. Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. There's another myth I thought of, Oliver, when we were going through this. This is, I, don't, I haven't seen it a lot in the last couple of years, but, uh, you know, a decade ago, in the last decade, Christians getting together equals mm -hmm. were, were actually, I would just put the word, Christians getting together does not equal that the kingdom's advancing. Right. It just doesn't. Right. And discipleship is kingdom advancement. Mm -hmm. And so those are some of the myths. Mm -hmm. uh, you just talked about really important defining the relationship. I'm discipling you. I'm sacrificing. Forgive me in advance for failing you at times, but mm -hmm. I really want to help Great you take point. your next step with yep. Jesus. That's what we're going to do. For me, my favorite thing is, uh, you know you made a disciple if you make a You know you're a disciple if you make a disciple and that disciple makes a disciple. Mm -hmm. I would love, now podcast listener, this would be a cool vision for you as you disciple someone. The goal is that someday they're not talking to you about their journey with the Lord as much as they're talking to you about the people that they're discipling. And mm -hmm. so that relationship, it looks like celebration. And hey, well, how should I counsel this person? And, and how should I direct this person? And what about this? What what could I help them read? And they're, you're more of a resource, mm -hmm. not the primary source anymore, because Jesus is their primary source, but there's still a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, just uh, podcast listener, that helps you really identify your next step in discipleship. And um, I hope that you can answer that question this is the person I'm discipling. Uh, if I asked you that, this is who I'm discipling and you better understand how to do it. Yeah. Oliver, why don't you close this out, man? Well, like I said, from the beginning, we'd love for you to grab this podcast and send it to somebody yeah. that, um, you know, challenges you and helps to equip you. These conversations, um, are just really great. I think if you were to open up even some of these questions and topics, you'd find that there is a lot to be talked about and a lot to be learned. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that as many people and unique different types of leadership styles there are out there and personal stories, there are as many, if not more, um, ways to disciple others. And so mm -hmm. let's, uh, let's do life together. Let's share and let's challenge one another as we, um, take our next step uh, towards Jesus together. Yeah. Bless you. Um, and have a great week. Yeah. Adios, my friends. <laughs>